0: Welcome to One-Eyed Tigers and Pies, the podcast where we talk about all things AFLW, so long as it involves Collingwood or Richmond or the Marby Lions. I'm Alexander and I'm a One-Eyed Collingwood supporter.
1: Well, I'm Tony and uh, well, hold on, hold on one second. Marby Lions? This is a Collingwood and Richmond podcast. Where did the Marby Lions come from?
0: Well, this weekend I played my first ever game of football for the Marby Lions and I don't think we can talk about Collingwood and Richmond without talking about the Marby Lions.
1: Well, I guess the tagline is it's all things AFLW. So that's it fits in that category, I guess.
0: It does, it does indeed. And the fact is I wouldn't be playing football if it wasn't for... AFLW and Collingwood enrichment.
1: Richmond. Okay, well, that's great. Let's shake things up a bit. Let's do things a little differently. I'm Tony and I'm a one-eyed Richmond fan and I watched a game by the Marby Lions.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That's good work, Tony. We are going to shake things up this week uh, because not only do we have to talk about the Marby Lions and me playing football and how great women in sport are, which actually we talk about every week. But we are also going to be joined by Collingwood AFLW legend, Chloe Malloy.
1: That is so exciting. I'm so looking forward to this interview. But I will say that's not the only thing we're shaking up because this was also the weekend where we watched a game of football together.
0: We watched Richmond thrash the West Coast Eagles, although thrash is... A little bit generous.
1: We'll get to that. But the other exciting part of that is we not only did that, we ran into a podcast fan. And so we're going to cut to a live cross, obviously pre-recorded. We'll cut to a live cross later in the show.
0: So it's all different. Um, It's all different this week, but also some of your favourites.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to completely shaking up the podcast. Obviously, the highlight of this is our interview with Chloe Malloy. So why don't we start right there and go talk to the Collingwood Superstar. Let's
0: do it. Very exciting news for the podcast today. Um, We're delighted to be joined by Collingwood superstar Chloe Malloy. Morning, guys. How are we? We are very good and very excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for coming. No, it's
1: okay. So uh, I thought maybe we'd just start with some uh, actual football stuff. So it was really great to bounce back with a great win against St Kilda this week, which must have been really pleasing. But I guess the big question is, what happened last week and what was the difference between the two weeks?
2: Uh, Yeah, it was a good way to respond and and speaking on top of that, I think this week will probably be the week to respond um, more so because we are coming up again. Um, Adelaide who are, you know, quite a dominant side. But what happened last week, um whoa. I think we didn't realise how much pressure Brisbane were probably gonna bring and they put us on the back foot early and then kept up that pressure and obviously um we probably went into our shells a little bit and went away from the Collingwood brand and it was a it was a full goal win at Whitnoble and they used that to their advantage and we got a goal early against it but um, you know they they were the better team on the day. They rocked out. They had full intention to bring the pressure and the heat, and I think that came and was sparked from the fact that they had to come over here, and that was the craziest you know 24 hours of you are flying. You're not flying. Um, we could be flying in and out. Um, that was crazy. But for them, you know they've had to face a lot of adversity in the season. Not that we haven't, um, but we haven't left Victoria. But for them. You know, it was like, all right, you've got to get up on a plane again. And they were just like, their blood was boiling and they came and took it all out on us and, and you know, got away with the win. And we almost come back, I reckon, another five minutes or another quarter and um, we probably would have had them. But the, it was only four quarters AFW, and, and they won in the end and they fully fully deserved and earned it.
1: So, so with that, uh, you commented about, um, you know, the sudden changes of plan and flying. Is that difficult for you to suddenly drop everything and have to uh... – you know, potentially get on a plane or not?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, we've all got lives outside of football. As in, uh, I, I compare it to the male counterparts, and they get paid a full time wage. We don't. So a lot of girls work Monday to Fridays. We'll um, have other commitments. So yeah, having to like drop things last minute is—it's kind of a trigger for anxiety and stress. So you know, we—I woke up Saturday morning and it was a message at eight thirty, and I was going to leave at nine o'clock to go to the airport it was a message at 8.30 saying, oh, we're not flying anymore. And I was like, okay, um, we're just going to sit and relax. Okay, I don't really know what happened. And then it's just a waiting game um, in that sense. But it can be frustrating. And I'm sure, like like I said, we've probably caught the the lesser side of things because we've had a lot of um, home games. So we've seen the benefits of this COVID season. And it was never never going to be the same. It was always going to be... A different season and we knew that from the start and um, it may be easy for me to sit here and say that because I haven't had to travel interstate yet um, and I've had a lot of home games at Big Park but it is quite difficult when things change last minute. I mean early on our game from Gold Coast got changed to, to the Suns and then something got changed to Geelong. I don't know. I can't even, like, tell you. But I think it's learned that you don't plan too far ahead because things could literally change within 24 hours.
0: Uh, Tony's Tony's based in Perth and he goes to see Fremantle play quite a lot. And he said he saw saw Brisbane do that to Fremantle last time as well. This completely shut them down. So it's like this is Brisbane's ability to shut down the really great teams, the really great teams Mm -hmm. being Collingwood and Fremantle. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you've got a game game plan for next time? You in on the game plan? for Because you're going to meet them in the grand final again. So, <laughs> you
2: know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's um, the thing about Brisbane is that they are such a well-oiled unit and they've been together for probably five years now and had some, you know, introductions to the team that have only added towards that. Um, it's like when they come up against the really good sides that they, they go to that, they just find another level. But, yeah, definitely a game plan heading into to next um, time we play them, um, which hopefully that is in the grand final. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we made a few changes that, you know, probably didn't work and then um, focused a lot on them and maybe not a lot on us. So, yeah, definitely like every loss and every win, even you always take learnings from it. Um, but I think during a loss, you probably take a lot more learnings, and we definitely will. A lot of the girls were pretty, um, for a better word, frustrated and annoyed that we did lose that game to them. So, yeah, I don't, I can't see us coming out as that Collingwood team that ran out on Whit Oval against Brisbane. It'll be a very different outfit in a sense mm. of mindset.
1: So on a personal note, uh, you've started your career down back, won an All-Australian playing in the back pocket. Then you went to the midfield and then you played up forward. How different do you find playing in those positions and what's your
2: favourite? <laughs> what's my favourite? <laughs> I always get asked that. Yeah, I've been thrown around in the past three seasons that I've, I've had, obviously missing one due to injury. But backline, well, I, I was confused when I came and played into backline because I was drafted as a forward, so that was kind of bizarre. But then it turned out, you know, for the best. Um, I did like that attacking half back and, and coming off and setting up the plays. Um, but then going forward... It's kind of nice to kick goals, um, but with a forward and the high forward I play, it. It's I could be kicked out of the game with one kick in a sense that if I come too high and it goes over my head, then I've, I'm out of it. But then if I'm too deep, then uh, I'm not in a play and it could just rebound. So um, forward's probably been the harder position to play uh, and get my head around and find the patterns and leading patterns that I need to... Um, to, to see the ball because um, in the back line obviously you've just gotta stick on a player and you're kind of dictated by them in a sense and then yeah my second season after my foot um I was thrown around everywhere and that was just that was confusing um but I had did what I had to do for the team which was fine um I wish I could have done more uh because we lost by north we lost north by two points which was annoying but move on from that. Um, but in sense of favourite position, I probably am my most natural and comfortable self in the back line, um, but I have no doubt as I probably start to develop into an older, mature footballer that um, I probably will be a com- comfortable around the ground. And I think this season uh, I am finding my feet in the forward line. And who knows, maybe I will be a forward for the rest of my career or maybe I'll push into the midfield. But, yeah, favourite at the moment still is the back line.
0: That's excellent. Although you you might struggle to get a look in in the back line at the moment with the, uh, there's such an amazing lineup down the back there. Ruby Schleiser on the weekend. How amazing.
2: Yeah, she's taken her game to a whole another level. Um, with myself coming out of the back line because due to injury and then we had Brad go down an in injury, she's kind of now playing that role and she's even said herself, she's really found her feet and is defining herself as a footballer this season and her work ethic off the field, and, and she's been highly influenced by the two Irish recruits in um, Ash and Rowey. So yep. they've helped with her work ethic and, and whatnot. And she's a star. It was always, you know, she just, yeah, she was going to have a breakout season. It just was a question of when, when was it going to be, and it, it was 2021. It was. And I didn't mean that about you struggling to get a
0: position down there. I think you could get a position down there. <laughs> but I do, Tony, um, we, we do a review of the games. Tony reviews Richmond. I review Collingwood. And um, I have trouble not naming the entire team. Like I go through from back to mid to forward, at how amazing everybody is every every week. It's It's been such a good year for me. Thank you. <laughs> it's a
2: good struggle to have.
0: <laughs> it's really good so how have you because this is your it's your third season but you did have a season off with injury how have you noticed the the game changing over that time
2: there's a lot more um flows and chains um of play so to say in in the sense that um I think it started in the first season as you know it was maybe one kick and then it was a turnover or a contest but now um it's you know three and a half kicks that we can get changed so it can the game can flow more and, and and we can have cleaner football um we can actually have some set plays so to say and our ability to not have so many contests and congestion has definitely helped and and, and progress forward there's more scoring shots um and putting more scores on the board our accuracy is getting better um I mean besides a few games and it's the, weather dependent They're, it's still going to be low scoring but um i think that's the biggest change is the skill ability and the change that we can put together means that we can see some more actual footy skills on display rather than um you know kicking it forward getting territory having another contest you know people trying to handle here there and everywhere and then it's just like be big game of kind of like ping pongs, just back and forth back and forth back and forth whereas um, there are now, like I said, chains of, of that display the skills that we that now possess.
1: So, is that, do you think that's coming from uh, the the uh, just the experience from having many years in the system and you've you've learnt the system, or are we getting also getting a influx of talent because we're seeing a lot of great first year players uh, this it's year as well?
2: Definitely both, Tony. Like the longer you do something, the it's inevitable you're going to get better at it. I'm like if you're stuck at something for five years. You know, I'd be worried if if there wasn't any improvement or or we were getting better. Um, so time was something that you know we just needed in in this, in a sense, to get better. Um, and then obviously the introduction of of talent, um, coming through, you know, the junior girls pathways up to the FIW, you know, them injecting their skills into it. Um, yeah, it was only going to be a formula for development not even like betterment um it was yeah it was just a waiting game and and people were quite harsh early on and fair enough when you're in the public eye you're gonna um people are gonna love you and hate you but um yeah it was just a waiting game and I knew that the game was going to only increase and get better um as it's so but you know can't imagine what it's gonna look like in a decade.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Every year we've seen just an incredible improvement. It's uh, it's such a great game to watch. So
0: It is. When you say um, people will love you or hate you, which actually I don't think is okay, like it's okay for them to choose not to watch AFLW, but I don't think it's okay for people to hate just because for whatever reason. Have you experienced that personally? You had anything of, I mean, there's a lot of it about, but is that
2: affected you personally at all? Um, not, I mean, I've definitely had, um, you know, untoward comments, you know, put on my social media and whatnot. And, um, I think with social media these days, it's quite an open platform and, um, instantly people are journos with just a tweet that they put out or, um, you know, there's no one stopping them from putting some words together and putting a tweet out there. Um, yeah, I have, but for me, um. And it's probably kudos to my mum and and, and dad who taught me that, you know, just ignore it. Like people um, aren't always going to agree with what you're doing. Um, So for me, I I just honestly, I just delete the message. Um, And I can't control what, you know, people think of me. They don't know me. I've got a a small support network that know who I am and, and my goals and what I want to do and who I want to be and who I am even. So, um, the only opinions that kind of matter to me are the people within that small little network. So um, kind of anyone outside of that, if they don't like what I'm doing, then it's almost like I just, I don't care. You can have your opinion and have your peace. Um, I don't know, maybe they've got things going on in their lives and they're just bitter about things. So yeah, I, I choose to ignore because the worst thing you can do is give those people oxygen at times um, because probably just going to give them what they want. Um, and, yeah, I just, I honestly don't have time for them. So I just, I, I choose to ignore.
0: Good. Good way to be. Good way to be. Well, um, you are, you 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 personally, Collingwood in general, Richmond for Tony this year, uh, you're giving us a lot of pleasure. We called this the, originally, um, the one-eyed Tigers and Pies fans because Tony's a one-eyed tiger, I'm a one-eyed pie.
1: We we recognise it's a bit of a niche audience, this podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We only talk about Collingwood and Richmond, except that it turns out when it comes to women football, we're not one-eyed. So I was a member of the Tigers last year as well, dumped them when they dumped their VFLW team in protest. So now I'm a member of the Bulldogs. Tone's a member of Fremantle as well. Do you have other
2: favourite players and favourite teams? Well, I definitely have other favourite players and admire other players. The thing with the AFLW community is that you'll find that a lot of people support um, many teams or just support the sport as a whole. Um, It's not so, you know, um, if you're Collingwood, you're just Collingwood through and through. Um, You do actually support other other teams. And, um, you know, for example, I've got friends from Diamond Creek that have friends that have gone to carlton to richmond to collingwood so they're like well i'm not going to choose a single team because my mates play for you know different opposing sides so um it's quite it's a unique way to be in a sense that i don't think you would ever find that in any other sport where people support a lot of teams or have been one way and then the women's have started up a league and they support a different team or multiple teams um so it's quite unique and rare in that. And I, I actually just enjoy the sport um, and watching other games. Uh, obviously, when I put my Collingwood jumper on when I go on the field, I, I I don't like anyone that isn't wearing black and white. Um, but once I take it off and sit back, like my my partner's family and my family, they watch all the games. Um, they don't just watch me. And I think it's just to show support and, and appreciate what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, like when you say you've got a membership with Fremantle and Richmond, some would be like, well, that, you know, that is so contradictive of you, who you support. But, yeah, it's not – it's not. I don't find that unusual in the AFOW space, which is, um, for a better word, quite quite cool because it, it, it needs support to, to kind of keep lifting off and um, that's what we're getting. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, a mem- I'm not a member of any other clubs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm in a position to be. But I definitely watch and support other players and friends because um, that's what you do as a friend. Yep, you do. You do that's awesome.
1: Fantastic. Well, I think we could talk for hours, but I uh, recognise we only said fifteen minutes, and we do want to uh, let you go and get on with uh, the rest of your day. I really, really appreciate you uh, coming on and having a chat to us. It uh, that was awesome and fascinating.
0: And best of luck for Adelaide this weekend. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Fingers crossed we travel. Who knows? See you later. Bye. Bye.
0: How amazing is that tone? It's almost like a real podcast with a real interview with the real superstar.
1: It sounded very professional, I have to say, but that was brilliant. We and although we we said it to Chloe, but we just want to repeat it again. We really appreciated taking the time and answering the questions. And uh, I think one of the points I found most interesting was although we were there to talk about footy, a lot of the other topics we generally talk about came up naturally.
0: They did. They absolutely did. Let us talk about footy a little bit more. So we do need to do a recap of the weekend. Should I start?
1: Please, go ahead.
0: Sure. So on Sun- on Saturday afternoon, the Marby Lions took on lower oh, plenty up at Montmorency Oval.
1: Uh, sorry, sorry, I just got to break in for a second. I thought when we said you'd recap the weekend's games, you'd be talking about the Collingwood game.
0: I will in need to talk about the Collingwood game. But firstly, I just need to talk about the Marby ladies. This weekend, I played my first ever game of footy with the Marby Lions. And I just can't tell you how excited I am about that. What an amazing experience it was. And that it's not something I could do when I was growing up because girls didn't play footy. (laughs) I got a footy for my 11th birthday because I loved it. And nobody would play with me. Like girls weren't interested and the boys wouldn't let me play with them. So, you know, just kind of tossed it around to myself in the yard for a while. You would kick it with me out in out in the court. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That was the extent of my ability to play footy as I was growing up. And now because of the AFLW, um, the, the increase in women playing football is just phenomenal. It's like 800% in the last five years or something. It's through the roof. And I'm one of those statistics, and I'm very, very happy to be part of that statistics. And as it turns out, we have some absolute superstars, as you would know, Tone, because you were
1: there. I was there, and it was great to watch. Look, given that story, okay, absolutely, we should cover the Marby Lions this week. Tell us how you went. What What do you want to pull apart in your detailed tactical analysis?
0: I'm actually just gonna run through a list of names of our superstars, which is everybody in the team, and I'm not gonna be able to name them all. But hey, Millie, um, so hard at it every time the ball came past you. She was just so hard at it, nobody else had a chance, including me once when I didn't realize it was her coming for it um, at the other <laughs> in the other direction. Um, our Zoe's, uh, Zoe Reed. Um, who was having her first go in the ruck and did an absolutely legendary job, and by the end of it was winning all of the ruck contests against a state lead volleyballer. That's pretty uh, impressive. Zoe Peterson playing in the midfield and just in and under at everything, and Zoe Kuda, who uh, the opposition team named best on ground at the end of the uh, at the end of the match. So that was cool. Um, Georgia, who gave me ruck lessons because I did have to go into the ruck and I had no idea what I was doing. So Georgia, the midfielder, managed to give me some advice on what to do before the first bounce. <laughs> that was good. Uh, little Jess. Jess is half my size, like quite literally.
1: We're, we're sorry, we she the girl playing in defence. Uh, she was absolutely sensational, like really good ball control, picked it up and, again, very hard at it.
0: Yes, and just a pocket rocket. She was great. And Rosie, again, in defence every time it went back. So cool. Uh, Kilty, Maddie, Britt, Alicia, Jade, Nakia, Amy, Mary. Look, actually, just everybody. (laughs) You're all legends. I love playing with you so much. Uh, Coaches Charlie and Faith and Kate, thank you for your efforts and everything. Helpers, Susan, Carly, Stephen, Indy, Amy, V and Marie. I love the Mumby Lions. I love playing footy. What have I been doing all my life?
1: (laughs) That is awesome. It's so great to see you. So excited by it. And I mean, I think your, your work there is actually getting a bit of attention. Do you know? I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there were no less than two senior level coaches from AFLW teams. I mean, not the actual coaches, but people in the administration and coaching department and also the scouting department attending that game. No way. Seriously, and I know for certain that one of them was there to watch you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually know that as well. This is your wife's brother, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. But he was definitely there to watch you play and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Then he spotted another scout in the crowd, did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. The girls will be delighted about that. So anyway, that's it. Um, that's it for Marby. But, um,
1: can, we, can we get a result?
0: Oh, yeah, we won by a lot. And I can't remember exactly how much, but we did have nine on the bench. So we probably had a bit of an advantage in that regard. No, also, oh my God. No, I need to tell you this because this is hilarious. Um, so I was having a rest in the forward pocket in the third quarter for the entire third quarter resting. I needed it. Um, and I was playing on this lovely girl. I think her name was Kate and she was the youngest player in their team. Let me just say there was a 32 year age difference between us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome but I think it's important age is no barrier to doing what you love
0: that is exactly right cool all right I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about Marby now
1: okay thank you well that was a great wrap up of the Marby Lions and uh hoping they go well for the rest of the season with that do you want to talk about the other team that you follow in some I- respect
0: I do want to talk about the other team that I follow. Collingwood played a brilliant game, as I expected, on the weekend, bouncing back after their loss to Brisbane. They played um, St Kilda and they thrashed St Kilda. Um, I, I think the main one that I want to call out from this match is Ruby Schleiser who played. She had 23 possessions out of the back line. She was phenomenal and there's one point where the commentary is, is going that her forward needs to start playing more defensively because they've got to stop her getting the ball.
1: <laughs> that's how you know you've made it as a defender is when the forwards start trying to tag you out of the game.
0: And that's exactly what was happening. Um, our midfields did exactly what they always do, Bree um, 23 possessions, Britt 29 and Jamie 21, uh, back to their usual form, playing amazingly well. Ash Brazel made her comeback. Uh, she wasn't maybe as impactful as she had been um, before her ACL injury. She's been off for more than 12 months, but she was. it was great to have her there. Um, and Georgie Patrikios, okay, so I know she plays for St Kilda and not for Collingwood, but I just want to put it out there. I never noticed the opposition and I noticed her. Uh, so she's in my new favourite players list. Okay. She, is, she is amazing. I love the way she plays. She's really cool. Um, Just lots of the ball and just really, really, she's quite a small player but very fast and nimble and handles it really beautiful. All right, I
1: I haven't watched her play but I will definitely keep an eye out for her.
0: And the very last thing I want to say about Collingwood is that I have a stat for you, Tone, because I know how you like stats. Awesome.
1: I was excited to hear a stat.
0: Collingwood had 22 shots from 25 inside 50s.
1: That's a very impressive conversion rate. In fact, that that's a ridiculous conversion rate across an entire game. I would have thought 50% is about the bark.
0: Yeah, I was stunned by that one. It's extraordinary. Mm, that so, sounds
1: like a uh, there is a, some in-depth stats analysis to be done.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. You you do that. I'll leave you to it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Um, So I would ask you how Richmond went, but I was there with you because you had a weekend over in Melbourne, which was very exciting, and we got to go to
1: the football. How great was it to be at Punt Road Oval again, and for the first time we've watched an AFLW Richmond game together?
0: I know. It was amazing. It was so good to be there with you. I didn't even care about the rain. Uh, It was just fantastic to be at the footy with my brother Cheering on Richmond. We did actually capture the moment for posterity. So let's just actually cross now to live from Punt Road. From Tiger. Yeah! Punt Road Oval
1: That's right And it's great to be back At the football again I've
0: absolutely missed Being at the football with you And how good is it To stand on the boundary line And cheer on the girls
1: That's right And so we've just come off The end of a fantastic Eight point victory Definitely hard fought But it's a wet game So you know That's the way it goes.
0: When you say an eight point victory, you mean actually eight points.
1: Yeah, literally eight (laughs) points. But I love that at the end, they all came around, a bunch of them came around and gave us high fives on the side, and that just felt brilliant.
0: That was really good. I love that too. That's cool. The other exciting thing that's happened today is that we ran into a podcast fan.
1: That is awesome. One of our legions of fans was here and met us at the footy and recognised us, which was awesome. So, do you reckon we can interrupt them and have a chat? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if she's happy (laughs) to. Hi, Hi, Vanessa, welcome. So hey. I hear you're a fan of the podcast.
0: Yes, I am. I've listened both seasons and enjoy it all the time.
1: Awesome. So what is your favourite segment on the podcast?
0: Rants. Rants, oh, rants, definitely. rants, rants with a slow, like a little bit behind your statistics and your no. yeah analysis.
1: I like the numbers too. Was no, there any particular rants that have stood out for you as particularly, uh, you know, yeah, I'm on board with that one. Well, maybe,
2: this so. year's rant is Richmond getting rid of um, the VFL W team. That is really yeah unhappy. Don't get it at
0: all. I I agree and I'm actually wondering if that's worthy of another rant.
1: I I feel like it, particularly how everything is sort of coming back towards normal now. It it feels like such a short term decision. Thank you Vanessa, thanks for coming down and awesome to see you at the footy and keep listening and if you ever want to come on again you know, just meet us at the footy. Excellent, thank you. Go tags!
0: (laughs) Ah, uh, how good was that? I would have liked Richmond to play a bit better, though.
1: Yeah, so on that, I think we actually looked really good at the start. I, I wonder how much of that was related to the fact that maybe the ball was dry, but our kick mark game looked sensational. King to Leeds, uh, it was quite sensational. Like, the first two goals, I thought, were really, really high-quality football. Fair to say things went downhill as the rain settled in uh, and West Coast came back into the game. But overall, a solid win.
0: There was a delightful moment and one of the things that I love about um, about being down on the boundary line at these suburban grounds is you get to hear the players talking to each other and Mon Conti was standing the mark. She got a free kick paid against her. I don't even know who was against, some West Coast player um, queuing up to have a shot at goal and Mon Conti is just standing there smiling happily while she stands on the mark and says, is this your first, this your first touch, mate? You better kick it. <laughs>
1: and then of course she missed it
0: yeah it was a delightful sledge because it was like there was no malice in it whatsoever it was just sort of having a conversation a little bit just getting playing mind games i loved it
1: yeah just getting ahead just think of the things that could go wrong. But, yeah, after, I'd say West Coast, I'd say give them some credit. They actually came back well. They fought back well given they were missing some good players. Um, I thought they handled the wet ball better. Their ball control was better. But also tactically they set up, they put a couple of players behind the ball. So when Richmond hacked a kick out of the pack, generally there was one or two West Coast players there ready to get it and rebound pretty fast. So good tactics. Uh, but in the end, Richmond was too good and held on. Um couple of... There's a couple of things I do want to highlight about the game and just some stats overall. It was the first time Richmond's won two games in a row, which is pretty exciting. It is the first win at Punt Road for senior premiership points in 56 years, which is... Oh, my
0: God. Is that how long it's been since you played at Punt Road?
1: Yeah, since since Richmond won premiership points at Punt Road, 56 years. We moved to the MCG a long time ago, the men's team. (laughs) And the other first, which I like, it's the first time both senior teams have won on the same weekend. <laughs> so it was a great weekend for Richmond all the way around.
0: Excellent. Good on, Richmond. Well done. All right, Tone, we're drawing near the end of our podcast, but we can't leave without doing my favourite segment, Duffy Watch. <coughs> Keeping an eye on the kick-to-handball ratio of Fremantle superstar Sabrina Duffy.
1: All right, well, it was a tough day at the office for Sabrina Duffy, only the five possessions in the loss to Melbourne, three kicks, two handballs, so, uh, and only one point so not uh, not Sabrina's greatest game, nor her most stats are uh, anomalous game, but Gemma Horton stepped up in Sabrina's uh absence with seven kicks, no hand passes so
0: oh, well done, Houghton, so maybe she needs to be maybe this is a comparison in future. It's not just Duffy watch it's. Fremantle superstars watch
1: Fremantle superstars and how they use the ball inside fifty.
0: cool thank you um hey speaking of uh, of percentage as we mentioned before you are now ahead of the dogs you being Richmond are now ahead of the dogs on percentage so should you beat them this weekend you'll finish above them
1: yes I've been paying attention and I just want to say I predicted this I called it and I, I I felt last week you're a little skeptical about my call <laughs>
0: <laughs> never, never. I absolutely believe everything you say and all of your bold predictions, uh, but I'm now on board. I'm i I'm barracking. Oh, they can't. You, Bulldogs are my second team. I can't barrack for you
1: against Bulldogs. Yeah, well, look at it this way. You win no matter what happens. If we win, we definitely go ahead of the doggies, which is fantastic, and then Carlton and GWS are playing each other, and either we have to make up a lot of percentage on Carlton or if GWS lose and Richmond win, we also go ahead of GWS. And that then puts us in eighth place and only two spots out of the finals. So I think this means I have to barrack for Carlton this weekend.
0: Oh, that's going to be hard. But maybe you could take it that you barrack for individual Carlton players like Maddie Prusparcus and
1: Taylor Harris. Darcy Vessio, yeah, I forgot about Darcy. Did you know she is now the all-time leading goal kicker in AFLW?
0: I did not know that. Good on her. She had, had a ba- kicked a bag last weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Good to see. Good to see. Okay.
1: What's up uh, ahead for Collingwood and the Marby Lions?
0: <laughs> Marby Lions have another practice match this weekend against someone else that can't remember who, but they're talking about us playing six quarters.
1: Well, that's good as long as you've got nine subs.
0: Yeah, I think they might have something like fifteen subs, which is why they want to play nine quarters. I don't think we're quite that many, but we'll get there. So nine qu- uh, six quarters—that'll be interesting. Collingwood has Adelaide in Adelaide, so that's a that's a big match. Um, we're up for it, though. I don't actually have any doubt about it. Uh, we will make a good competition of that, and I look forward to watching it.
1: Fantastic. That that is going to be tough, but you know, if you're going to win the premiership, you've got to beat the best at some point.
0: And you've got the dogs and we've already discussed that. So that's probably all that we wanted to talk about. So that's it for a little bit of a different podcast from us. Uh, We really enjoyed having you all on board. Uh, Please come back next week to hear our wrap-up of the normal season. And in the meantime, uh, we'll just leave you with our call-out to our favourite footy teams. Go Marby!
1: Go Tigers!
0: And Pies!